name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Blow up 007. <laughs> this never happened to the other fellow. Under money. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Oh, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> it is 007, a James Bond podcast, and my name is Ben, and apparently I'm trying to uh, sound like Roger Moore without sounding like Roger Moore. And this is an interesting episode because it's just me. There's no Colin, there's no Noah. What's going on? Why do I have to hear Ben's voice? He's my least favourite out of all the hosts. I don't care about him. He likes Die Another Day. Well, I've got something a little bit different for you today. I'm not even going to introduce myself and say something silly, because why would I when this is a very special episode? We are bringing you today an interview, I guess, that we've told you a little bit about in the past, something that we've, we've made reference to, or at least I've made reference to on these episodes, an interview with Shirley Manson. Now, you've already heard our Robert Darby interview on our 50th episode, and if you haven't, go and listen to it. We did have the real Robert Darby on the show. Uh, we're not making that up. Go back and listen to it. It exists, okay? It's real. This one also is very, very real. And just a quick background story on myself, because clearly you know I like to talk about myself. I did host a show on Hobart Radio for 11 years called The Brink, Still is now a podcast. You can download that via the iTunes store. It's still there. And again, maybe my one fan out there will want to hear some other projects that I'm involved in. And uh, throughout that uh, show, interviewed several people over the years. One such person, Shirley Manson. Now, again, you might be listening to this going... I've heard the name, Ben, but who is she? What's she got to do with James Bond? Shirley Manson is the lead singer of Garbage, and of course Garbage sang the title theme to the 1999 James Bond film, The World Is Not Enough. So, we've referenced this on plenty of our interviews over the years. Our episodes, I should say. There's only been one interview. This is the second one. Apparently, I'm saying, see what happens when I don't have Colin and Noah here? I just go to shit. Uh, So, this we thought we'd bring this entire interview to you right now. I think we've tagged it previously on some of our, our posts, but this is it. This is right now to your speakers. 2013 interview with Shirley Manson. Now, of course, this isn't all about James Bond. There is a lot of other talk about non-James Bond-related things, but there is still talk about James Bond, and given the likelihood that we probably won't be able to get Shirley back on the show again, we thought this was pretty darn special, and one of my personal favourite interviews in my entire life, as I've mentioned I am a huge fan of Garbage, so to be able to get the lead singer of pretty much my favourite band on a plucky little radio show in Hobart, to me, it was a big deal. And I just want to share it out there with you. So, without further ado, I'm going to shut up, and you are going to hear 2013 interview that I did, Shirley Manson, lead singer of Garbage. Shirley Manson is the lead singer of one of the biggest bands in the world, Garbage, who have sold close to 20 million albums worldwide. Over the last 20 years, Garbage have produced countless hits, had number ones all around the world, and have millions of fans from Australia to Azerbaijan. I spoke to Shirley about her amazing career, when we can expect a new album from Garbage, as well as what the possibilities are for her to perform at the christening of the Royal Baby. Shirley, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. Thank you, appreciate it. Well, it's an amazing career that I sort of touched on there in the introduction, but uh, it's hard to believe, I suppose, that... Uh, 
uh, next year, it will be 20 years since you first joined Garbage, and it's approaching 20 years since Garbage's debut album. It must be a, a shock sometimes to realise it's been that long. <laughs> Um, it is a bit of a shock, I must admit. I would think it's sort of funny in, in a way, but also I'm really grateful for it, you know. So, um, yeah, it just seems to have gone by in a flash. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly has. And uh, obviously, as I mentioned, they're close to 20 million albums worldwide uh, across the across the years. And uh, given your experience in the music industry before you joined Garbage, was this sort of always what you'd hoped for, a longevity in, in the industry to sort of take you to this amount of success? Um, you know, when we first started out I don't know if we had even had any ambitions at all aside from you know just getting a, a record out you know a, a single out and then you know your goals change as, as you push through each you know goal that you achieve and so um, certainly at this point in my career I'm very grateful that I have longevity and um, I understand how rare that is you know so um, I think all of us in garbage feel that we're in a ridiculously lucky spot and that's mostly down to our fan base, to be honest, more than anything. It's a huge fan base worldwide, and particularly here in Australia uh, as well. Huge fan base uh, in this country, Shirley. How have you found the uh, the Australian fans over the years? And obviously, as someone from Scotland, do you sometimes feel you connect a little bit more with the, the Australian fans, I suppose, sometimes, than maybe the American fans? Mm, no, you know, I think we've been, again, pretty lucky in that our success has been sort of spread evenly throughout the world. You know, we haven't ever been a massive band, you know, and, and we certainly haven't been a chart band. Um, so I think we're, we're just lucky that we have people who know who we are everywhere we go, that, and for the most part. And uh, and um, we have, a, I mean, we have a special connection with, with Australia and New Zealand because that's kind of where we started, you know, that's where our first track ever got any traction at radio. So there, and, our, and we signed to an Australian record label, so... Um, it does have a special place for us in that regard. Very big down here, obviously, with the um, the tour that came out this year for the first time in uh, seven years with uh, Not Your Kind of People. You performed at, obviously, Soundwave and some of these other uh, places. Was it great, obviously, to get back on the road with Garbage, but uh, to sort of bring that new music out after such a, a period away from the from the scene? Oh, no, without a doubt. You know, I think we were all itching to play. We'd been off the road for seven years, and, and I think we were just... Yeah, itching, you know, twitching literally to um, come and play. So, and you know, it's always so beautiful to come to to your part of the world. It's you know, always, almost always when we come anyway, kind of beautiful weather, and um, we've like you said played quite a few big festivals, um, and and they're always sort of great, you know, great fun and great lineups and fantastic. I'm being very Pollyanna here. I feel like it's just <laughs> everything is it's very. <laughs> Bright and breezy. I'll try and find something to uh, to turn it around a bit, Shirley. Maybe <laughs> I'm asking too many uh, nice questions. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm just quite surprised by it. Well, look, we we always like to try our best here <laughs> on the brink. Uh, how hard was it, I suppose, when uh, Garbage was getting started with with the with yourself being a female lead singer? Uh, something that I suppose wasn't that prominent out there. Do you think that helped with the success of Garbage in those initial periods? And are you surprised that there, I suppose, aren't more bands out there with sort of a male lineup with a female lead singer? It does seem to be sort of out of vogue right now, you know. Um, I, I mean, I guess what's difficult, I think, for people right now, or should I say, for difficult, um, it's difficult for women who I 
sort of brand as sort of alternative to breakthrough in any way, shape, or form right now. I think, you know, certainly plenty of female artists, and but a lot of them are blues singers or soul singers or you know R&B singers and pop singers. But there's, it's very, very difficult. I think for women who, who are a little mousy or a little opinionated to really gain traction, certainly worldwide. You know, it's happening in local pockets. But to have the kind of international career that we enjoyed, I think, is really difficult. Do you think then, I suppose, a message out there to upcoming female singers, Shirley, that might be listening to this show, that they maybe need to go out there, try the alternative scene, get a get a band out there like yourself and uh, really try and push for that success? Well, I think there's plenty of women out there doing it. It's just a matter of whether they're getting the press, you know, the press sort of coverage and, and radio play. Um, I know they're there because... I've had, you know, countless amounts of, you know, letters and, and, and um, music sent to me over the last few years. So I know there's a lot of really talented bands out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I still think there's an allure for women to be in bands. You know, it's, there's something very unique about working with other people rather than it just being a a solo vision. You know, there's something to be said for creative endeavours that, sort of involve uh, partnerships, you know, like proper compromise and and partnerships. There's something really, for me, very romantic about that. And I've always loved the concept of a band way more than I've ever really connected with solo artists. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I can't really articulate it. But Yeah, well, I think that's uh, clearly a key part of your career personally, Shirley, is that you've all, always maintained that kind of image with garbage and there was talks of solo work a few years ago and everything along those lines but it's always sort of brought you back back to garbage and despite, I suppose, the, the break that you guys had from recording, you're back together now, is this something that you think is just kind of like a dysfunctional family sometimes and that you're always drawn back to each other and that you're always going to be together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we really get on each other's nerves, but we really get each other as well. So it's like that funny roller coaster that you have with 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 family, you know, with brothers. They're, they're my brothers at this point, and there's nobody that makes me laugh more than they do. But there's nobody who drives me crazier than they do, and vice versa. You know, we have a we have a really good time together. But um, I know I drive them to the point of like distraction with, <laughs> with annoyance <laughs> um, it's hard to live with me you know I'm not I'm not the easiest person to, to hang with so it's all sisters <laughs> do with their brothers Shirley come on let's exactly <laughs> exactly now your first live DVD too was released a couple of months ago How, how's the feedback been out there for the fans to finally get their hands on a, a live performance of Garbage on DVD well because we've never done anything like that before I think the reaction's been really positive um we, you know, we we were just approached by by this company, Eagle Rock, who who asked us if we'd be interested, and because we have never ever done anything like that before, we were like, sure, and we had no idea really that um, it was going to be sort of promoted the way it was. So we were quite <laughs> we were quite surprised, but um, it's cool, you know. I think people who have never been able to see us live at least get a chance to even get a vague taste of, of what coming to a garbage show would, is like. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people, Shirley. Uh, down here in Hobart, we uh, we haven't had the pleasure of seeing you down here yet, but uh, I've, I've seen... The no, we haven't made it there. Next time, yeah, next time. One of the few pockets, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we have to drag you down here, I think. Uh, <laughs> got some uh, listener questions which I want to get to before some of our uh, five questions that we wrap it up, but uh, there was some talk at the end of last year that uh, Garbage Back in the Studio 
recording some new material potentially for another album. How is this all going, Shirley? And uh, is there a hint of perhaps of when we might be able to see a new album? Um, I think we've got our eyes on some time in... Uh, well, it, you know what? It really depends. It depends on how well things go. But so far, things have been going really well. Um, and so maybe you'll hear something next year. Um, we definitely feel like we want some time off, you know. Um, we're lazy buggers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we're not really like the, the new breed, which seem to like, you know, they're, they're on tour and then two seconds later they've got a new record out. Um, it's not really our style. So um, sometime next year. And we've been writing. I mean, we, we had a writing session last week and it went fantastically and we were kind of shocked actually that it went that well because it's the first time I think that we've really had a productive first week. Mm. So, um, you know, we'll see. Mm. Well, uh, we'll keep an eye out on that one. Another question too I'm intrigued about, uh, Glasgow next year have the Commonwealth Games. I know you're from Edinburgh, Shirley, but uh, what, would the, what would it be like to get asked to maybe perform at a Commonwealth Games opening or, or closing ceremony on such a, a world scale like that? Um, you know, I haven't even thought about something like that. I, I feel like it's very dangerous as an artist to sort of eye these these kind of, you know, I don't know, opportunities for lack of a better word. You know, I think it's just best to focus on, on what you do and, you know... Um, Every now and again, you get a nice surprise and get invited to do something incredible. But, you know, I certainly don't imagine, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to play, um, you know, the royal wedding? You know, I don't think like that. It's, just, it's too dangerous. That, 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 would have, that would have been interesting to see garbage play at the royal wedding. That would have made a bit of spice for it. No, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for the call now, maybe for the new baby to uh, to get you there to serenade. Yeah, for the christening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that I'll be there first on the on the yeah, list. Don't doubt it. You've heard it first here on the brink. Listen, uh, question. <laughs> Jared Marshall uh, asks. Uh, he's sure it's a question that often gets brought up to you. But how much of an honour is it to have done a Bond film theme? And do you think this is one of the highlights of your career? Uh, it was a huge honour. And we're thrilled to be part of that franchise, um, a franchise that we still, you know, respect and still captures our imaginations. So, yeah, it was a huge honour. Um, and it's certainly one of the memorable, the most memorable sort of opportunities that ever came our way that we grabbed with both hands and, and, and sort of thrust ourselves into with, with gusto and... Um, yeah, it was, pretty, it was remarkable actually. It had it was fraught with other perils, but um, in retrospect, it, it was a great honour. Mm, it's one of my favourite Bond themes, actually. Thanks, uh, Jared, for that question. The final one I'll ask before I quickly wrap it up with our five questions. Rita Armston asks, "What was it like to play a Terminator uh, on Sarah Connor Chronicles? And any chance we can see you in a Terminator reboot alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger?" <laughs> You know, it was absolutely amazing to do that show, and I had the time of my life, and I was really gutted when they cancelled it in the end, and, and um, we didn't get into a third series, but um, I would love to do more sci-fi. I mean, I've gotten really bitten by that bug, and um, I have been asked to audition for other projects, and um, but none that have come along that have really excited me as yet, but um, if something came along that really captured my imagination like the Seda Connor Chronicles did I would definitely do it again. We'll do something sci-fi in Australia Shirley and get you out here just for that. I, I would love that <laughs> <laughs> Find me a job. Yes exactly now five questions we ask every question really quickly to wrap it up I'll have to explain one of these because it was based on an Australian ra- uh, Australian advertising campaign. Question number one Shirley Manson what is your favourite type of cheese? Mm, God my favourite kind of cheese mm. 
Um, your Allsburg. Allsburg, yes. It's a classic, and a lot of people have been asked. We're a cheesy show, Shirley. We like to ask that question. <laughs> uh, question number two. Now, we had an advertising campaign in this country a few years back where basically a toilet paper company asked whether you folded or scrunched when you went to the bathroom. So, Shirley Manson, do you fold or do you scrunch? Mm, I think I... Fold. Fold. Ish. Fold ish. Kind of a mix. It's scrolling. Mix, mixed bag. We've we worked out this There's scrolling. folding and scrunching. Yeah. It's like a mix in the middle. So, yeah, that works. Yeah. It's like the third option. Folding we... and scrunching. Yep, it works. Uh, question number three. Growing up, what was your dream job? Uh, well, it was a couple of things I wanted to be. I wanted to be a journalist mm-hmm. and I wanted to be an astronaut. Wow. And a ballerina. Ah. I wanted to be a ballerina. That was probably my dream job, actually. So there's a, there's so a sci-fi, ballerina. sci-fi movie in there, an astronaut, journalist, ballerina. There you go. Saves the world. <laughs> Question number four. Also growing up, who was your childhood celebrity crush? John McEnroe. Ah, right. Okay, then. That, you didn't even think about that one. You said that straight away. I didn't need to. <laughs> I, was, I had scrapbooks um, filled with John McEnroe's you know, whole life and history. It was, it was really sick oh. and quite w- w- super weird. I love it when people don't hesitate and they just bang straight into the answer. <laughs> Final question today, Shirley Manson, what is your worst habit? My worst habit? Mm, worrying. Worrying, yes. Yeah. Yeah, worrying. Yeah, that would be probably my worst habit. Mm. It's, 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 a, it's an interesting one to have and uh, I'm, I'm sure you right now that I've got no more questions to make you worry about, Shirley, because it's been an absolute <laughs> honour having you here on the show. Of course, uh, Not Your Kind of People, the latest CD from Garbage is available in stores, as is their live DVD. Good luck with the rest of the everything, Shirley, and uh, we hope to see a new Garbage CD in the stores very soon. Woohoo! All right. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. So much fun, and I can say that, sadly, Shirley and Garbage were not asked to perform at the 2014 Glasgow Commonwealth Games, just in case you were wondering there and wanted a bit of closure when it came to that. But a bit of closure right now. The episode is going to end because right now it is time to leave. I've got no more. I don't have any other James Bond singers. I don't, sadly, have, uh, you know, anyone. I don't have Tom Jones just sitting there. You know, Adele's not here with me. Sam Smith's not here, sadly. So uh, it's only Shirley Manson at the phone. the you know the fact right now uh we'll be back though for our man with a golden gun commentary i know we said at the end of our 50th episode that that would be our 51st but we thought we'd plug the gap put this in between there for you just in case you know you 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 wanted something a little bit sooner so uh definitely keep your eye out for that our man with a golden gun commentary will be coming soon and uh, you can always go straight to our, our social media pages, 007 on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date. Communicate with us, 007 at hotmail.com. If you wish to say hello, have a chat with us. And, of course, uh, the main thing is you want to listen to these episodes, iTunes, head there, subscribe. You can leave us feedback. Remember, we're not Spectre, et cetera. Maybe let us know that. And you can also... Uh, leave us, uh, you know, one star if you really want to. 007.wordpress.com is also there if you wish to uh, go through the archives and find those episodes. Perhaps if you have a bit of trouble finding them on the iTunes store. But uh, I'm out of here. This is, you know, probably the only episode you'll ever have when it's just me because, again, 007 is nothing without at least Colin or Noah. Mainly just Colin because Noah's just not been around recently. So, um, yeah, there you go. 007, thank you. And uh, I guess we'll end it traditionally. My name is Ben, and bring back Colin and Noah.